Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the title that we are toying with and maybe yes. we'll go with it is, uh, is uh, it sounds a little clickbaity. Yes. Remember that things are only clickbaity if they don't actually pay off, right? Like click here to see the one crazy tip that will make you lose 300 pounds in four minutes. Like, okay, nobody's actually going to deliver that. That's it's, it's only clickbait if it's not paid off. So I'm saying that this topic is going to pay off. If you put it into practice, if you put it into practice. So what, again, we're toying with, uh, the, the subtle mindset shift that will double your copywriting income. Uh, and here's the, I would even say I, it's even, I think a little conservative to say double, it could easily triple or quadruple your copywriting income. Maybe that's just a little bit too much to, to actually put on a post, but, but in, in all practical terms, it will at least double your income. Well, and for some people who, who were kind of stuck getting started, it might take your income from zero to having a thriving copywriting career, quite frankly. So I feel like it's more of a career mindset that this is something you're going to want to adopt to have a career in this field, but quite frankly, in any field mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you choose. Exactly. And now if you have your pen and you're like, oh, okay, they're going to tell us how to change one part of my pitch subject line and that's going to do it. Or, oh, this is going to be the, I do want to preface this first and don't hit stop yet. I do want to preface this by saying that what we're going to talk about is some mindset stuff. Again, wait, don't hit stop. Um, I will be the we first used to roll our eyes at it too. Yes. We get it. We exactly. Get it. I would be the first person to tell you when people said, yeah, you need to change your mindset on this stuff. I'd be like, 
okay, great. Uh, you go ahead and change your mindset. I'm going to get the strategy and then I'm actually going to be making money. Um, what I can tell you now is that mindset is actually essential. And this specific mindset, I'm not at all joking when I say that when you embrace it, I'm not going to say if, but when you embrace it, it will at least double your income. Mm -hmm. So stick with us. Uh, the mindset shift itself. Wait, do we want to reveal it? Know, right? like, <laughs> and and catch us next week when we actually tell you what that mindset shift is. Uh, no, but the actual mindset shift is to treat your business like a business. And we're going to dig into exactly specifically what that means and also why not treating it like a business is a problem. But I can tell you that that for me, for, you know, Filthy Rich Writer and, and for Nikki K Media as a whole, there were a lot of years that I was just kind of dabbling with it. We still, we had an amazing course and we were, we were selling the course and people were seeing fantastic results, but I wasn't seeing the results in the business. And I can tell you that that is absolutely attributed to me not treating the business like a business. And this will also be the same when it comes to your copywriting business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Too often, I think a lot of copywriters and the majority of comprehensive copywriting academy students come to copywriting from a completely different field, or they're working a full-time job and they're looking to transition into copywriting full-time, or maybe they want to make this a part-time side hustle. But so many people treat that side hustle like it's a hobby, like it's a nice to have, like it's a, uh, if I do anything extra, like cool, but it's not but then we wonder why it's not becoming the copywriting business that we want it to be. We wonder why we can't transition from our full-time job to another full-time job. We wonder why we can't get it off the ground. And that's because we've spent so much time just treating it as like, uh, it's there and it'll happen if it happens versus it'll happen if we make it happen and see it more as this is my goal. This is a business. And as a business, I need to put on my CEO hat and get a little bit ruthless with the choices I'm making, with how I'm treating myself. And mm -hmm. not that you want to be unkind to yourself. I'm not saying that no. by any means. You want to be very, be very, very kind to yourself. That's part of it too. Being being kind as to yourself as a CEO, but not letting yourself off the hook mm -hmm. when it's I'd rather just watch Netflix and I'd rather just scroll on my phone on Instagram for 30 minutes, an hour, however many hours a day definitely look at your phone and see how much time you're spending on social media. But that time alone could be time that you are putting towards your business and working on tasks that are actually going to move your business forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, and I think sometimes too, we think we're treating our business like a business. Like, well, well I, I'm, I'm in the course and I'm, I'm posting I got business on Facebook. Cards. Exactly. And that's great. But there are things that that you will notice that that are kind of earmarks of you not treating your business like a business. Number one, like Kate said, uh, and, and yes, we certainly have to balance things out, and there will be times when you're just too exhausted. But letting yourself off the hook a lot. Mm -hmm. If it's well, like ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to sending that pitch uh, by the end of the week, and then the end of the week comes, and uh, no, you know what? I'm I don't want to do send it on Friday because they're not gonna get to it on Friday, so I'll send it on Monday. And then but Monday, then Monday comes, comes and you don't do it. And it just do not doing the things that, you know, you should do well. And then also along those lines, the things that we are afraid to do, letting ourselves off the hook, 
like, well, oh, I know mm-hmm. I need to build my website, but it makes me really uncomfortable. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Are you going to keep pushing it off or pushing it off for that? Or sending your first pitch or sending follow-ups for your pitches or reaching out to the client that you had a conversation with and, and you haven't heard back from them not doing the things that you are like the, ooh, that make you uncomfortable or that you're afraid to do. Well, in, in a telltale sound, I think for a lot of these is that you're making excuses that sound really good in your head. And we're really good as humans as making excuses and making ourselves feel better and making our, getting rid of that discomfort. And so mm-hmm. it becomes like we said with the pitch, Oh, well, if I send it on a Friday, they're not going to get it. Cause then they're out of office. And so I need to send it on Monday, but then Monday comes and it's like, you come up with another excuse. Well, I don't want to send it first thing on Monday. Cause that'll seem desperate. And we have all of these assumptions send it on a Friday, mm-hmm. send it on a Monday. Sending it is better than not sending it really when it comes down to it, when it comes yeah. to a pitch or, oh, I need a logo because uh, my business will look so much more professional and people are going to take me seriously. No, yeah. no, no one can. Your clients do not care about a logo. You were writing copy. If you were a designer, maybe because then they could see your design work for yourself and that mm-hmm. you, you create a logo, but we're, we're not designers. And so we're so good at coming up with, Oh, I'm going to watch Netflix for an hour because I had a really, really busy day. And maybe you did and, mm-hmm. and by no means, but then that hour becomes well too. Well, to, it's already late. So I'll just, I'll start again tomorrow because tonight's a wash. And mm-hmm. when even 30 minutes gets you 30 minutes closer, and mm-hmm. we are so good at just moving that goalpost of when we need to get something done that, that we, we never do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so Kate mentioned the CEO hat a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. As you're looking to think, as you're looking to treat your business like a business, um, one of the best tactics I've ever had is to put on your CEO hat and view the things that you are doing from the perspective of the CEO of your business. Now, here's the thing we are one people business which means that we we carry out a lot of roles, right? We are, we're the CEO, we're the HR person, we are the, uh, we are the employee, we're finance, we're all those roles. But so take the time and put on your CEO hat and view all of these things. If you're, if you were the CEO and you said, okay, I need you to send out five pitches this week to your employee. And at the end of the week, you check in with the employee and the employee says, oh, I was going to, but like, I don't know. I just started to get like really nervous about it. And then I thought like, I don't know, maybe I'm not good enough yet. And like, maybe, or maybe if I wait till next week, I'll feel a little bit, but, and believe me, I'm not mocking the self-doubt is, we is all feel absolutely it. <laughs> a real thing. Yes. We all feel it. I'm not at all. I'm not at all mocking that, but these are the things that we think in our heads. Right. But what I'm saying is if, if the employee came to the CEO and said, oh, I know I was supposed to do it, but like, I was just feeling really nervous about it this week. And so like, I decided like, maybe I'll just look at doing it next week or maybe the CEO YouTube videos all day at work instead of actually doing the work. Yeah the CEO would absolutely not stand for that. The CEO would say, uh, um, no, that's, that's unacceptable. And if you want to clock out for the week, you're going to have to send those five pitches before you leave, because mm-hmm. this is your job. And that's part of what it means to take your business seriously, because you are the owner of the business and this is your job. Now, yes, you may be, and, and quite frankly, are, are likely if you're not full-time yet, you're are, are building it on top of another job or you're, you're either working, maybe you're working full-time at another job, you're working part-time at another job, maybe you're raising kids, you, you have other responsibilities, certainly. 
but it's not going to be until you take your responsibilities as a copywriter seriously that you're going to see any success as a copywriter. It doesn't it doesn't just fall in your lap. Yes, there will be uh, uh, serendipitous moments, right? You'll be in line at a grocery store and you'll be chatting with somebody like, oh my gosh, I need a copywriter. Or, you know, a friend of a friend will, will need so There will be that throughout your career. But first of all, you can't rely on them. And second of all, those are going to happen a lot more often when you actually do the fundamental business things that you need to do. The nice thing is to... Obviously setting boundaries for yourself as the CEO to say, okay, when I'm getting down to my copywriting work, I'm getting down to my copywriting work. This is my time. The nice thing is you can put that time where it works in your schedule. So if you are pounding against the wall, trying to make 6am to 8am work for you, and it's just not great, try a different time. And this might be something you have to revisit every quarter, every year, however often you need to, to adjust your schedule so that it works for you. So that's obviously a perk of why many of us get into this because we can do it when it works for us, but truly do it when it works for you. If find, find the time that works and then set the steps that you need to take in that time. And I think what all of us are guilty of is setting out many, many, too many steps or not realizing we're setting out too, too many steps to tackle in 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is, whatever time that we have. So being, let me use an example. I think the portfolio is a great example. I'm going to create my portfolio this Saturday, Saturday. I'm going to get my portfolio done. And then you start to dig into it and you're like overwhelmed instantly. Inevitably. I need a URL. I need the, t- which template am I going to use? Squarespace, WordPress, uh, Wix. What am I going to use? What platform, what template, what, what pages do I need? What do I want my voice to sound like? Oh, now I have to write copy. Now I need my sample. There's a lot of steps within build portfolio. Build portfolio is not one step. Mm -hmm. And so breaking it down into tiny, tiny steps. And then in that 30 minutes, two hours, however many minutes you have in a given day that you're working on this, what's the one thing that you can get done and say, okay, I made one step closer to my business because that motivation, that mindset is going to be so much more helpful to you and so much more propelling you forward to the next day and the next step of what you need to do versus saying, oh, build my portfolio and I, I didn't achieve it. And I'm just going to get my cut out for this. Well, and that's an excellent point too, because a good CEO is not going to, is not going to give an employee more work than they can reasonably do. So if, if you, as the CEO are going, I'm going to send five pitches this week. And then as the employee, you're looking at your schedule and you're going, realistically, I can't send five pitches or maybe day one, you start sitting down, you start writing and you go, Oh, this is one of my first pitches. So this is actually going to take me a little bit longer to write it and polish it. Then of course, when you've been pitching a lot and it will get so, so much faster, but you may have to go back to your CEO and say, look, I want to get to the point where I'm sending five a week. Absolutely. But for this first week, I think it's reasonable to send one. Right. And then you, you, they're both in your head. I realize this, but then your CEO and your employee can come to agreement. And then maybe it's the next week. Okay. We did one last week. Let's set up. Let's do, let's try for two this week, but a CEO, a good CEO, which is of course what you want to be is not going to have, it's going to have high expectations 
or they, I should say, is going to, are going to have high expectations for their employee, but they're not going to have unreasonable expectations. They're not going to, they're not going to work their employees to the bone because I can tell you that as a business owner, that is also one of our jobs is to make sure that your employees are taking care of themselves. It is, I have a fantastic team, fantastic team. And one of my jobs is to say, Kate, you've been working so hard take tomorrow off or why don't you take a half day tomorrow or tomorrow's Saturday, Nikki, I'm already taking it off. <laughs> you weren't going to work tomorrow. Eight. <laughs> well, then I guess you can make it up on Sunday. No, but it's, it's, you have to, you, there has to be as any business owner would, you expect your, your employees to get work done but you also have to make sure that that nobody is overworking. And there are going to be some times when it's like, oh man, you know what? This was a tough week. Let's, let's cut out early. Let's cut out. It's it's Friday. You know what? It's it's two o'clock. Let's just let's end the work week here, or let's do this one or two little thing, and let's just end the work week here. But let's set ourselves up for Monday so that we know exactly what we're going to do and we're ready to hit the ground running. But it's it's the other side of that coin. The the when you're not thinking with the CEO hat, when it's, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push this down there. I'm just gonna like get to that eventually, or I'm going to, it's that, that it's, it's permissiveness, but you know what it is? It's letting that resistance mind and our students know we talk about resistance and the resistance mind, the primitive mind. Um, and if you want a refresher, uh, CCA students go back to module zero and go into that bust through your fears and blocks course. Cause we dig into them both there, but it's, it's letting that fear voice that wants to keep you in your safety zone, letting it use its most, its most insidious tactics in when instead of, instead of getting something done, it goes, Oh, but you know what? You've worked so hard this week. Why don't you, why don't you just take a, why don't you just take a break? Why don't you just not do that? Or, you know what? This is a little bit harder than you thought it was going to be. Maybe you're not cut out to do this. All of those kinds of things. When you're letting that voice take the lead instead of your CEO voice, you're never going to get anywhere because you're not, you're not letting yourself take it seriously. And this is going to keep coming up too, even as you grow within your career, particularly I'm thinking, you know, as your business where you have too much work and that will, there will be a point where that happens. Absolutely. Where you just say, I can't take on this project from this client. And so starting to think about, okay, what if I hired a VA and they could take maybe five hours off my plate of, you know, maybe they can do a lot of research or they can do the invoicing and that sort of thing. And that's virtual assistant, if that term is new to you. Mm -hmm. And so what often happens though, is that maybe you're considering that, but then you think, oh no, like it's it's too much training them or or hiring. And I don't even know how to go about that. And you let those next steps get in the way, or it's going to be too expensive versus actually doing the math as the CEO to say, okay, if I took this time, hired this person at 25 bucks an hour, whatever their rate is. Maybe it's less, maybe it's more. Uh, but if your rate is 50, 65, 75, 100, whatever it is, and theirs is still under your rate, and they could take that off your plate and free up five hours of your time to take on that higher level work, you're going to be still making money. And so I think what stops a lot of copywriters when they get to this stage in their career, they don't think about 
investing in their business and new ways to do it. They get tripped up by cost or by things that are very much a CEO would look at and say, objectively, this makes complete sense for Mm -hmm. our business. This is going to help us move forward and move scale and move in the direction we want to go. And and we like to stay small. Well, I think that's a great example of, of even if you get to the point where you are very successful, it's still easy to get trapped in Mm -hmm. your comfort zone. That's still the resistance mind coming up and going, oh, it's going to be too hard to teach them. No, 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 no. You need to do this yourself. Or um, when it comes to taking on too much work, then you get the resistance mind going the opposite direction going, no, you need to, what if you never get another client again? You need to take all this work. You need to, it's, it's letting that, letting that resistance fear-based part of your mind drive you instead of the objective goals oriented part of your mind that is thinking like the CEO and is weighing, weighing choices based on certainly factoring in some emotion. Absolutely. We're not robots, but, but weighing it in terms of like, all right, this makes me uncomfortable, but I do think that this is an important next step, at least something that I need to try. And it's it's only when you truly embrace that and you say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay. that's what happened with my business. I've seen this what happened with, with countless students. I've seen this happen with, with so many of, of my entrepreneur friends. There comes a point in your career where you go, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to do this. I know that I'm going to be uncomfortable sometimes. I know that things, some things are going to kick up some self-doubt, but I am going to take this seriously. I'm going to wear the CEO hat and I'm going to do the things that I need to do to reach my goals, whether I feel like it or not, because that's when you truly, truly transition from having a hobby to having a business. And that's where things kick off. That's where you start seeing the income really start coming in. That's that's where you start seeing the serendipity come in. Like, wow, I've been doing all this work and then this client just fell in my lap. That's how that kind of stuff happens. But it doesn't happen before. You, this is one of the things we always say, right? It doesn't happen before you decide that you're gonna take this seriously. You don't have a ton of success while you're still treating it as a hobby. If you're, if you're waiting for that success to start treating it seriously, it's not going to happen. You need to start treating it seriously in order to experience that success. Yeah. And I, I know we mentioned earlier, you know, business cards being something that people, well, I'm treating it seriously. I order business cards, really being objective when you put on the CEO hat to say, what is the direct line to getting revenue? Mm-hmm. And when you're just starting out, Sure, you need to build your portfolio, and some people want to build it before they pitch clients, and that's totally fine. That's a a choice either way, but you can start pitching clients. That's what is going to bring in revenue. If Uh you have no clients, then one client, and you need to build up your client base, pitching is the direct line to growing your business. All Mm -hmm. the other stuff is a nice to have. And the CEO, if you only have limited time in your business, the CEO would say, pitch, if mm-hmm. you have time to post on LinkedIn or social media, great, but that comes secondary. That comes after you do your pitching tasks for the day, week, whatever it is. And if you don't have time for the other stuff, totally fine. You do not need a giant influencer social presence to have a thriving copywriting career. Mm-hmm. And if that is your goal, you need to focus on what's going to get you to that goal and the tasks that are going to get you to that goal. 
and getting to that goal, whatever it may be financially, freedom wise, time wise that you want in your life, posting on social media, isn't a direct line to get you there. Mm-hmm. Pitching is. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. I love that. If this were written down, I would go back and underline that whole section being discerning about mm-hmm. what you're actually about the activities that you are doing. Some will have a major impact. Some will not. And often if we're feeling a little bit nervous about taking the next step, we're going to default to doing the stuff that doesn't have the big impact. We're going to default to posting on social media because then someone can find me instead of going, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable pitching, but I'm just going to do it. Cause again, there's the, and that's something we've been looking at in our business, right? Mm-hmm. Is direct revenue indirect revenue. And even sometimes it's like not revenue that exactly. And and like very indirect revenue. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunately what posting on social media and posting on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff, like very, very indirect. Can someone find you and then get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, you can't bank on it. And no business is going to exist for long if they don't have a system for finding and landing clients or customers, depending on the business, of course, no business is going to last for very long. If it depends on like, well, we do some stuff and then like, maybe clients will find us. That's not how it works. But then that comes back down to, all right, what is, how do I run my business? What is my system? What is the most important thing for me to be doing? What is the most important thing for me to focus on? And where do I need to have boundaries? Where do I, all of these kinds of things, but This mindset only comes when you fully embrace being a business up until then it's your, 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 uh, and I I don't want to, I don't say this to be, to be mean or anything, but, but up because I was there, we've we've certainly all been there up until that point. You're, you're just kind of playing at business, right? You're, You're it's, it's a hobby. You're, you're playing with it. But once you, once you decided, I was going to say, I'll say it anyway. Once you go all in, and I don't mean by going all in, I don't mean like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna jump in with both feet. I'm I'm going up. That's not at all what I mean by going all in. I mean going all in with with the the way that you're viewing your business, going all in with I this is my business. I am going to make this work. This can this can work. Where our students are proving that again and again and again and again and again. Um, so not only is it is it possible, it's it's almost inevitable if you just take the steps. But in order to take those steps, you have to view yourself as a business. You have to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so possibly uh, <laughs> a little bit... Um, uh, a little bit, maybe more than you necessarily want to do at this point. I get that. Um, but what I'm hoping is that if this didn't light a big fire under you, that at least lit a spark or at least helped you understand maybe why you haven't been getting much traction or why you feel like you get to the end of the week and you haven't done any of the stuff that you have been meaning to do. Um, it's, it does not mean you're a bad person. It does not mean that you're going to fail at this. It does not mean that you're not meant to do this by any means. It just means that you have not yet 
decided that your business is a business and you haven't started treating it like a business. So um, I know that we are both looking forward to you starting to do that. Um, and so as you do, please, please comment, let us know, let us know if there has been anything in this episode that, that especially turned on a light bulb for you or anything that made you made you say, all right, from now on, I'm going to take X, Y, Z action. Definitely let us know. Um, because we we're so excited to see your success, but that success is only going to come once you say, yes, okay, this is a business and I'm treating it that way. So with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.